to all the fellow night owls. Welcome back to the Midnight Memo. And I know if you're listening to this, it's because you should be sleeping, but it's okay. And you chose not to. You chose violence. Or you've been forced upon violence. I don't want to assume that it was your choice because it's definitely not my choice to be up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is my co-host, Kristen. And that's my co-host, Claire. And we are just doing our best. Before we start, just wanted a little disclaimer. Kristen and I are going to be criticizing some aspects of the American school system. These are our own opinions based on our own experiences. We also acknowledge our privilege of having had access to great schooling systems, and we don't take this for granted. With that being said, we hope that you enjoy these takes from two girls who have had no formal education training. This episode is going to be a little more on the serious side. Serious Black. Who's that? Oh my god, Claire! From Harry Potter, the prisoner of Azkaban, <laughs> Claire Norman. I knew that. I was just testing you. Oh my God. So. I'm going to expose Claire right now. Claire had not watched any of the Harry Potter films until college. That's true. It was really heartbreaking for me. It was truly a test of our friendship and our roommate ship. We binged it. What? In- I don't know. It was so quick to the point where I literally <laughs> had to rewatch the third one like yeah. three times because I literally, I couldn't. You couldn't comprehend what was happening. We binged through them because I was like, I cannot continue living with you if you do not <laughs> watch this movie. That's fair. Yeah. I need to have more movie nights. Maybe that will. We, we did pretty good with movie nights in college, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had this same realization in college that we were uncultured and <laughs> We were both uncultured, so it was great. I will say, I think you were a little worse than me, but I wasn't great. I was a low bar. You said, the bar is on the floor, and I said, let me grab a shovel real quick. (laughs) Anyway, my mind has been all over the place this week. I don't know about you. I think that it's fair to say that neither of us have slept the proper amount we should have this week. I'm such a night owl that, like, I literally don't even hit my stride until, like, 6 p.m. No, me too. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm the same way. I like, and realistically, my brain functioning at full capacity does not happen until, yeah, like 6 p.m. I think I just, I need to get more into a routine. Mm -hmm. Maybe that will help. Last time I had a really good schedule and routine was in high school Mm. because, you know, we had to go to school from 7.30 to, what, 2.30. Then afterwards, you would have work and after school activities and all that stuff. Random thought. Did your school actually start at 7.30 or is that just when you got there? No, it started at 7.30. Ew. Oh, I feel so bad for you. (laughs) Mine yeah. started at either 8 or 8.10, something like that, like 8 at the earliest. And I thought that was ungodly early. It is ungodly early. Like but you were- high schoolers shouldn't have to start school until like 9.30, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. I mean, and there's science that's backed this up. There's science that's backed up like adolescent brains don't really kick into function until at least 9. So yeah. it's really doing an injustice to their education and whoever is teaching that 8 a.m. on class. Right? If I had the power to, I would change this. Mm-hmm. Okay, hear me out. High school should start later. Mm-hmm. Younger grades should start earlier. In the day. Or you mean in their lifetime? Earlier in the day. So Got you. instead of having high schoolers start at 7.30, they should start, I mm-hmm. think, at least around 9 a.m. And then preschoolers maybe start 8 a.m. Because a lot of their learning, from my point of view, seems to be socialization at that age. You know? Right. Totally. And high schoolers, they have so much more on their plate. So school then homework then jobs after school clubs Mm. sports extracurriculars yeah yeah so they have so much more to do so giving them a little more time in the morning i don't think would be a crime Mm -hmm. not a hot take i don't think but who knows um is there something you would change about the school system besides starting later (laughs) 
LOL, yes, besides starting later. Um, oh, here's one. Another change I would make is pay teachers so much more and not even college professors because from what I know, if you have tenure, you're getting paid really well. However, you go down from that high school, elementary school, all those teachers, they don't get paid enough. Yeah. They should get, be getting paid more, especially because totally. they're there for our formative years. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy how underpaid they are and especially for how much effort, especially looking at not to undermine the different grades, like each year has their own types of struggles, right? But what I can think of more prominently is like in elementary school and the effort that the teachers do in addition to having the class and doing all those things and doing the socialization, they also do these like fun activities, right? And you can't prep for those fun activities during those school hours. So, so often teachers take their work home. All, all teachers, like across all the grades, like middle school, high school, you know, they have to go home, grade papers, that sort of thing. Yeah. They all have to take their work home. So it's like your job doesn't really stop. You take your work home all the time. Yeah. And on top of that, as you said, mm -hmm. like those little projects and stuff, a lot of the times they'll pay yeah. for those activities the or the supplies for mm -hmm. those activities outside of whatever funding they're getting from the school. So it's like out yeah. of their personal pocket, this is what they're doing for your kids. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they should get it reimbursed in some way, right? Yeah, I don't understand why they don't get at least reimbursed. But I I also understand why they don't because there's like no money in the school system. <laughs> so I understand that. Not that it's right. Yeah. Oh, there was a time in high school where for some reason we, there was an event happening and they had bubble machines on campus to make it look like it was fake snowing. Your school was so wild, bro. Looking back, it feels like the Twilight Zone a little bit. <laughs> we don't have funding for textbooks. No, no, no. We don't have funding for the mental health program, but <laughs> bubble machines. Yes. Again, a different topic, but something that should change. Uh -huh. Mental health awareness. Absolutely. In all levels of school, even starting from maybe middle school. Yeah. Middle school all the way up, having more resources for mental health. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, resources and... I mean, I know you can't diagnose every kid, right? So I, I don't know what the correct solution would be, but like some form of awareness. Yeah, definitely. If we were to maybe embed that health course um, that you yeah. have to take that are usually in school systems, right? Overall health. It's not just learning about the human mm -hmm. body. You know, it's also learning how to handle different situations. There are a lot of people who are saying now, oh, I have anxiety, I have um, depression, I have all of these different things. And then, I mean, me included, they're afraid to talk about it because they don't think it's normal, but everyone is going through it. Mm -hmm. And Or I think you don't know it. And especially in middle school, I feel like that's where you're facing the most changes. Huh? Puberty. It would, yeah, puberty. Ugh, gross. Everyone's favorite ugh, memory. Disgusting. <laughs> so but yeah, why not arm kids with knowledge? Like if you're going to go through it, you might as well know what the fuck you're going through. Like yeah. I don't need, I don't need a week and a half of education that I'm going to grow hair in weird places. Like we, that can be a one-time <laughs> statement and we move on. Say that, move on. There's more important things you can learn about, you know, kind of screen and know what to look out for and what to expect and what is not normal to expect yeah and different ways so like say you start mm -hmm. feeling depressed right knowing that it's completely normal a lot of people go through it you're not alone here are some resources for mm -hmm. you and here are some ways to cope with it 
you know, you could go to therapy. I know some people are against taking prescription medications, but you know, there's meditation, there are support groups, like and knowing your options, like you just said, knowing that if you don't want to take medication, that's not the only way. There's also other ways to do it because they might not know that they have other options. That should be implemented in all school systems, Mm -hmm. especially because school in general gives you stress. You know, it's some learning how to cope with stress from the cause school, literally. And in a similar vein, I think there should be more coverage on sex ed. Mm-hmm. Controversial topic, hot takes coming at you <laughs> right now. Um, I believe it deserves a bigger focus because this topic ends up being such a dominant subject of your adult life. Whether you decide to participate or not, it, you're surrounded by it in just the American culture. So, in my opinion, needs to be expanded upon in school systems, even starting from middle school. I think especially starting in middle school. Exactly. Because up until high school, right, at least from my school district, the only exposure we had to sex ed was seeing a woman give birth. Oh, God, that's abrasive. Right? Horrible. Why was that the best way? (laughs) They're trying to traumatize you. (laughs) It's like that Mean Girls thing. Don't have sex or it will kill you and you will die. Like, that's literally a real life application of how they decided to do that with you. Literally. It was a weird workaround that they did. Some mental gymnastics are like, hmm, this will be a good way to deter them. I I don't understand. I don't either. Yeah. But yeah, so we watched that video and then mm-hmm. we watched our science teacher put a condom on a banana. But that was it. Like that's the only form of contraception too. Like Yeah. That was all we learned about. So yeah, like we didn't even learn about birth control pills. Like I had to do my research separately and I started it because I had horrible acne. Yeah. And there's like that stigma around birth control. Like, oh, it's only for I was for just about to say that kids. stigma. Yeah. I hate that stigma. Your acne is terrible in high school. So if you have to take birth control come high school, like you don't want to have that stigma around. They're like, oh, you're taking birth control. Da, 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 da. It's like, no, sir. I don't want my face one big red pimple. Like that's <laughs> literally my face looks like a mogul run. Like we don't need to go <laughs> through this. Oh, my God. OK, here's the thing. Even if you don't plan on partaking in sexual activities knowing Mm -hmm. more going into it is better than knowing nothing at all i feel like knowing nothing at all could be more dangerous in the long run because you could do your own research right but if you don't know what you don't know you might stumble upon something that's not safe and you would try it and you could get hurt so i think having more resources or a safe space to go ask someone about hey i just want to know more about this topic Like, I get that some people don't want to have this conversation with their parents, which is totally fine. I totally understand that. It's it's not a comfy conversation for anyone, right? Yeah. So to have a safe space with a trusted adult that you can talk about this, that's not your parents. Yeah. And I know, again, like, there are some families who are completely against this idea in general, even having sex ed in class. And I totally get it. I respect it. But here's my opinion. All right. Uh, I'm going the exact opposite. Getting across the red tape for high schools, this could maybe even be like an after school program or an mm-hmm. after school class or something so that the schools don't get in trouble for providing it. But the kids who honestly, it's really up to them if they wanted to participate or not, because if yeah. your kid wants to know, they're going to find out no matter what, whether it be through safe routes or not. If they don't yeah. want to know, then they don't have to go, you know, but having that open option for them, I think it's the best way to handle it yeah definitely and going off of that being able to nowadays because we've progressed so far since we've been in 
elementary school, high school, right? There are yeah. so many more types of relationships that they should cover from gay, lesbian, trans, like you should, mm -hmm. or maybe in the after school program, be able to kind of educate kids on that because they don't know anything. In the health class, it's always straight relationships. Yeah. If you're on the spectrum somewhere, you're on the spectrum and not being exposed right. to any of information for what your specific situation is, you're kind of lost. And I don't think that's necessarily yeah. fair for you. Absolutely. It's so emotional and just dramatic being in high school in general. Like, why do we need to add more to it? Why can't we just clarify and yeah. try to simplify that whole awkward stage? Honestly, like, I don't know what the health classes are like now. Maybe they are covering more of this stuff, but... I hope so. I really do. You know what I'd want to change too? This is totally a left tangent. Yeah. Gifted and talented programs. Oh, interesting. Expand. I feel like you're shoved into the gifted and talented program and then you are put kind of like on this pedestal of like you are quote quote success of how you're supposed to excel academically. And then a lot of students either turn into overthinkers or, you know, analysis paralysis and they only equate success with academics. And I've seen like unhealthy relationships burst out of that. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure put onto these basically adolescent teenagers child. and yeah you can definitely in those gifted programs get tunnel vision on this is the only thing i'm meant to do this is how i'm going to succeed and i feel like they try to at least at my school i definitely felt like there was a like you're better than other people if you're in the gifted and talented program and i feel like that put an unhealthy relationship between yeah, the competition. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, you're not a gifted talented. Mm, you're a dumbass. And it's like, no, you're just a normal kid. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> like, you're gifted fine. And talented. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be the standard. It was the exception. Yeah, like you were doing exceptionally well. Okay, great. Yes, let's celebrate that. But let's not. I feel like it was treated almost inversely. Of it's like, oh, you're not in the gifted and talented. Mm, you're a dumb fuck. Like, and you're not. You're just a normal. You're normal. <laughs> So how would you change the honor system or like gifted program? Would you just get rid of it? I don't think, because I don't know if I'd want to get rid of it. So I understand the need for gifted programs for, yeah, if a student is excelling and especially for, I feel like standardizing, right? Like I understand that struggle for teachers to try to teach everyone in your class the same concept and people are at different levels of understanding it. And it's really hard to keep the people who are excelling engaged and not doing a high level explanation for the people who really need that in depth. Like, I don't understand anything. But I think that's a problem in general with school system teaching rather than just like specifically gifted and talented programs. Yeah. So I'm not sure. That is a good point because there are people who are part of, say, the gifted program, but there are also people who have learning disabilities yeah. that prevent them from, I guess, kind of put them under quote-unquote average you know mm -hmm. so being able to separate those kids out while still allowing them to grow socially with the their peers yeah that's a hard balance because i feel like if you got rid of the gifted program right then or if you kept the gifted program though then i feel like those kids would only hang out with oh for sure other, for sure which then goes back into the social thing of like oh they'll grow up to be overthinkers like they're not but again, their their comparison is only that small group of mm -hmm. um, quote unquote gifted students. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's I feel like that's a complicated one. I for think sure. that's just a social 
that's towing the lines of just like social complexities at that point too talking yeah. about social socialization and almost confirmation bias if you're always surrounded by like people who look and think exactly like you so that's tough you know now i'm on a roll i have so many things i would change about the school system mm-hmm. the schedule pay for teachers oh changing tenure because i don't know why it's so hard to fire someone who has tenure oh my god yeah so for some background we had a professor at our college who was not great to say the least and And they were worse with our time there like yeah i feel like freshman year definitely saw the holes having this person as a professor yeah it progressively got worse and worse and we even expressed our discontent with a lot of the other professors even the chair of our computer science college or what is it computer science practice department uh, department yes i was like practice i was like <laughs> i'm, in, like very I'm in word work mode i'm like i'm in the cx practice um, hard left out of that yeah they were just not great at all and and they told us their hands are tied like we didn't we were just like what can be done like to correct some of this behavior yeah, truly because a bunch of students started complaining about this one professor and then because we had kind of roped in some of our other professors they started complaining about this one professor as well. They had their own complaints too. I remember one professor specifically, we were outside their office hours with a couple of those students and we were kind of just talking amongst ourselves and the professor we were getting office hours from overheard it and they were like, oh my God, wait, what? They yeah. said that. So like, it's not like we were trying to like tell on this. The very I was. Bad, well, yeah, Claire really wanted to. And this just like cut the middleman out where she didn't have to get someone else to do my dirty work exactly and they were like that's not fucking okay and so that professor (laughs) sought out other professors who for the benefit of our case also had very terrible and negative experiences with this Mm -hmm. professor yeah and on top of this i could totally be wrong but i believe that as part of your tenure you're supposed to be evaluated annually on specific research that has something to do with your field and this professor didn't do it So at this point, I feel like if you're getting complaints from students, fellow faculty, and the chair of the department knows of these issues, you should lose your tenure. But for some reason, they, yeah, that this professor still has his tenure and it's really frustrating. Like, I don't understand why. I mean, there's probably a lot of other politics involved that we don't have insight on. For sure. But I don't think that it should be that complicated to either say, like, propose an ultimatum, say, hey, get your shit together, or otherwise we're pulling your tenure. Yeah. Like, give them a warning. Yeah, if they're literally failing on job description marks, I feel like that itself should veto, or at least put into question the stability of your tenure. Yeah. Let alone having peers and your students complain about you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remembered my thought. I'm so proud of you. Uh, finance 101. Ugh. Finance. Learn how to do your fucking taxes. Yeah. Being able to understand taxes, being able to understand investing, being able to understand budgeting and... Budgets um, for sure. Yeah, like insurance, how to handle that. Like there are so many... Ooh, I need to revamp um, my insurance. Yeah. I feel like all that finance information is either reserved for powerful people or the people who are going into finance like it was never a requirement even like for our core requirements they made us do like philosophy and religion (laughs) but they didn't have a finance 101 fuck if you can't do your taxes but let's be able to quote socrates or some bullshit irs how much do i owe this year oh we know but we won't tell you you have to figure that out yourself (laughs) okay number (laughs) yeah what happens if i'm wrong oh jail 
that information should be accessible to everyone. Definitely. Like, we did not choose to exist, right? But we are born, we are thrown into this system, and it's already there in place. Shouldn't you be taught and learn how to exist in that system? And it's a huge part of how you're supposed to be, quote unquote, successful. Mm. I I, I just be don't able want to, the like, IRS to come for me. I just yeah. want to know how to do my taxes. So we I just need gotta... to learn the basics. Yeah. It's a small ass that has, like, astronomical effects. Anyway, I feel like I've gone through all the things that I would want to change off the top of my head about the education <laughs> These are system. All tip of the iceberg, ladies and gents. You had strong feelings on this, and I appreciate that. I fuck with that. Sorry, I feel like I kind of took over this episode, but I just think that the education system is such a vital part of our lives and forming us as human beings. It's kind of their responsibility to form us into people who can succeed in society. And again, we are not experts at this by any means. I know that there are many people who could educate us on the education system. So if you have any other insight into any of these issues, let us know. But overall, I think we need to learn how to thrive, not just survive, I think. Ooh, that's a snippet. (laughs) I love that. Wow, that's resounding for me. I need a moment. And right at midnight, thank you so much for joining us on the Midnight Memo and taking this hot mess of a roller coaster (laughs) with us. If you liked our podcast, please like, subscribe, and follow us on this journey at Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your regular podcasts. Also, feel free to DM us via Instagram or TikTok at The Midnight Memo. And like Claire said, educate us on the education system. And feel free to also email us inquiries at themidnightmemo at gmail.com. If you would like to support our podcast in any way, make sure to click that link that's in our podcast description to show your support. And don't forget to tune in next Tuesday for our next episode. Bye! Bye.